So let's start. Daniel. Oh, how do you pronounce? How do we pronounce his name? We're going to see. It's, it's not pronounced as actually as Daniel. Don't just know why they were calling him Daniel. Because that's what we always say. Yeah. Well, we'll with that uh, you'll see when we get to the oh, word. In the third year, I'm saying it simply, the third year of the reign of Yehoyakim, king of Yehuda, born of Now there are two psukim which give us times or dates in relation to uh, this king, Yehoyakim. To remind you, I, I think we went to more last week, so I'll say very, very briefly, his father was a glass good king, Yes, Yoshiyahu was killed by Paranika in the Battle of Megiddo, and Paranika appointed Yehoiakim um, to be the king in, in, uh, of Yehuda. So he's, he's appointed king as a vassal king of Paranika. Yeah, you're right, okay. You seem rather confused. Yeah, okay, right. right. And um, he then, that we, that we see, then we're told that in, in the Potok in Yemia, <coughs> that in the fourth year of Yehoiakim, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, came uh, that, that oh, just a fact, <laughs> the fourth year of Yehoiakim was the first year of, of Nebuchadnezzar. Right? Now that alone is going to create a, a problem here, because how can you say in the third year Nebuchadnezzar came, when Nebuchadnezzar only had his first year in the fourth year. Yeah. Oh, that's one, one bomb. And then we're told that he, would be made, he was king for 11 years. That's another possible king, Malachim. Who so, is he? Who is he? Yeah, Yochim. This is And so it can't be, on the, in the third year came on with Nebuchadnezzar and what Aleho and they says, Vayitin Hashem, Vyodes, Yehoyakim, etc., etc., which suggests this is the end of the story because clearly that's not the end of the story he lasted for 11 years so as I mentioned last week Rashi's chart is to say three years was the years of his independent reign when you might say he's a proper king and I gave you that marshal of the, the man who's married and you can no longer call him <laughs> on the Davis Castle you can't say that uh, Brocha on him and they say um, the boss of Adam, which is now got a wife who's, 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 who's with him. So he was, he was a king, but he was a vassal king. So this is how Rashi's going to say it. Three years he was a vassal king. Sorry, sorry again. Uh, he was a vassal king originally, I say, five years. Five years. Because in the fourth year was Nebuchadnezzar's first year. In the second year of Nebuchadnezzar, which is his fifth year, came along Nebuchadnezzar and attacked Yerushalayim, which is not what you're talking about here, and made Yehoiakim his vassal, so he swapped bosses, as it were, and therefore, and then for another three years, he was an Eved, or vassal king, for Nebuchadnezzar, and then, Kachapta Meshugas, and he revolted against Yehoiakim, Kachapta Meshugas, although Yemi was telling him not to do it, and he insisted upon revol- revolting against the Bukhanetsa. Yoyokim. Yeah. told him not to. Yemia. Yemia told him not to. Yeah. But he did. He disobeyed. No. He disobeyed. Yeah. Yeah. 
and therefore that was another and then Ruchanes must have been busy with other things it took him three years to come over and deal with the problem and this is the three years we're talking about here and the third year when he was really a Melech because for three years he had nobody in charge of him but it was a bit of a dodgy situation because he was waiting for this for Ruchanes to do something which he which he did do yeah and therefore here we're talking about the termination of his reign yeah this is how the Russian is learning we're talking about the, the end of the 11 years which is the termination of the reign of Yehoyakim you may be thinking of the Ibanez which I'll get to in a moment yeah I mean but in which case, provide you're prepared to accept that one big knetch that when we talk about the third year of the Malchus, we mean the Richtiger Malchus, then it all fits very, very nicely and it happens that this happens at the end of the 11 years of Joachim. And just to remind you, it's going to be relevant, Joachim himself in Ruchanetzar kills. He has him dragged along by horses until he dies. Why do you bring your 11th from? There's a posuk in Malachim which says that Yehoyakim had 11 years of reign. Okay. So we can't argue about that. Okay. And then he was, he appointed Yehoyah, this is his son, but only for three months. Then he took Yehoyah in... Who appointed this one? No, it's got to be Nebuchadnezzar, no? (laughs) He's the boss, yeah? Son of Yehoyakim. Yeah, he gets the son of Yehoyakim, yeah? And then after he takes him away as well, I I mentioned last week, it was a clever method by which he doesn't get too much revolt. He was originally just said he wants... Yehoyakim, so they give him Yehoyakim, he's already now got, got the aura of being the king and then he does the next thing which is he gets rid of Yehoyakim as well and he takes him into Golas together with the Chorosh of Lamashka, as we mentioned last time, yeah So that's when, when Mordechai and the rest of the Sanhedrin were taken into Golas, so that's all within a three month period Was Yehoyakim a son of Yehoyakim? Yehoyakim, yeah Yoyokim, yeah. of speech. Oh. Yeah. And instead he appointed Tzitzkiyohu yeah. <coughs> the king, and Tzitzkiyohu was king for another 11 years. So we are now around this 11 years before the final Chobar. Yeah. Was Tzitzkiyohu a grandson of Yoyokim? No, he was an uncle. Yoyokim, an uncle. He was another son of Yoshiyohu. Yeah. Oof. Some of the who actually had all th- he had three sons, all of whom became king. The first one was the one who Kukali Suel appointed uh, after the Battle of Megiddo, and Paro was, consist- was de- de- deter- determined he's going to choose who he wants, so he removed him and made the second son, Yehoyakim, king, and then got rid of Yehoyakim, and uh, he appointed the third son, who's Sidkiyo. I haven't got a Yehoyakim here at all. Well, I can't help that. Yes, you have. <laughs> you have there. It says there, three months. Yeah, you have your... I don't know Well, you call him Yechonyo or Yechonyo. There are right. different variations. Which All is right, a, okay. He's the one who says there, three months. Thank right? You. Thank you. Right. I'm going to suggest to you, and you'll see, that when Rashi is talking about this Golas here, he doesn't only mean the removal of Yehoyakim, but also that of Yehoyachim, his son, Yehoyachim, which all happened, which happened three months later, which we'll see. This is Rashi's Pshat. If we do it inside, we'll see it. 
In the third year of the kingdom, the kingship of Yehoyakim, the Chiyav Shalom Akain. Can you say that? For Halahu Malach Mishnas Dalu Yehoyakim, he only became king in the fourth year of Yehoyakim. Shenem as in Yemia Mishnas Dalu Yehoyakim Ben Yoshio in the fourth year of Yehoyakim Mola Amelach Yehuda He Hashana Hovishena Luchanetza. End of the quote. Yeah, so therefore, it can't be. Here's the third year he's coming, and it can't be the third year because it's he only became Luchanetza only became king in the fourth year. The third year of his revolt, which was the time when he became, as it were, a sole king. It's another positive which says he was, for years, he was an Eved to Nuhanetza, although he had a title Melech. And then, and in the third year he came against him. This is also a quote from Melochim. He hasn't quite got a right for that, but he, and this, this is where we get into typical Rashi. He's quoting his, his Seder Olam, which he always quotes, and which, as far as Rashi is concerned, said many times is absolutely the, the Makar, and Rashi never moves away from Seder Olam. In his first year, he captured Nineveh, which was the capital of Asher. And then, in the third year, he defeated Yehoyakim, which would therefore be the fifth year of Yehoyakim. Asher is not Syria. Sorry? Asher is not Syria. No. No, it's not. No, no, Ashur is, uh, is in on one of those rivers, those towns between the Tigris and Euphrates. It's on the, I think it's on the Tigris. It's on the Tigris. What? Ashur. This is the great Assyrian Empire, yeah. which, had, which had been the, the empire of Sancheriv. Yeah. It had been in Sancheriv's reign. Syria is a misnomer. Oh, you mean Syria as opposed to Assyria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can't help it. I mean, the Goyim probably called it. We always call it Aron. Mm. Seriously, we call it for Aron. Ninveh is, is Mosul today. Could be. Yes. But it's the capital of, it was the capital of, of Asher. The, um, yeah. I mean, the Potsdam says that in, in Chumash. Mm. The Asher, yeah, that... Uh, the he helped was the Asher. The, and he made Ninveh. Sorry? Yes, absolutely. Aram the Harayim is what Yeah. Yeah, between the rivers. Yeah, Aram. Which will be the eleventh year, which means five years. Yoyokim was a king as a, as a servant of Paray Mekai Mekai for five years. Three years he was served on Kranesa. And then Yoyokim died under his hands. There's no way of saying he was murdered. The Himlech Mukhanesa Taktov Yehoyokim Yehoyokim Benai. And I'm suggesting the reason why Rush is going all the way onto Yehoyokim is because I think the events fit in well if you assume we're talking about this period of time which is the beginning and the end of these three months. 
So that's what Rashi said. This is Rashi Pshat. I'm not sure it makes any great difference to us and how we understand things. But the alternative approach, uh, as Rashi Pshat is also of that of the um, of the Sajagorn um, and as you might say is the traditional. There's the um, as we discovered to our surprise, the Rishonim are quite happy to argue with uh, Sayyid Ailam and uh, and Chazal in, in something which does not affect halacha. That is, yeah, anything which is non non halachic. And um, and uh, both the Radak in in, in Malachim and the Benezra uh, adopt a different view. And they say we're talking about the original time when, uh, which is year, th- which will be year three. And, and, and for various ways, they managed to solve the problem of how it can be that in the third year, in the third year, Nuchanetzah came against him when when Nuchanetzah was only in the fourth year. And one one method is with something which we've often spoken about. We are counting years from the moment that yes, it could be two. One is with simply years, meaning whole years or part of years. So here it, call, here it talks about the the third year because it's really three it was three full years, whereas whereas in, when it talks about four it, was, it would mean it was in the fourth year. It doesn't fit in very well because shalosh all right, that's one. Uh, the second way related to that is, is in relation to this problem of stores, which we've commented on many times. That in order that people, since people are always calculating the um, years, not by Mysoberatius or by one theoretical time when Yoshki was born or whatever, so they always had to have, they, they, they relied upon the king. Well, how can anybody? Yeah, so how can I remember when the king became king? So the simple idea is you, you get by one date, be it Nissan, be it Tishri, you say however many days it was, even one day before Tishri, right, got to Tishri, second year of the king. Yeah. So, so long as he's had one day before the, the, the cut-off point, which would be Nisan or Tishri. So that being so, it, here, here we're talking about the actual years, and there it may be talking about the, the years which are according to stars. I, I, the, the, the one which attracts me the most is the Ibn Ezra. He points out, all he said here is, Mishnas Shalosh, the Marcus Yoachim, born the Yotzalel. Doesn't say he, was cap- he captured it then. So what happened, for example, if you have a Nissan or a Tishri coming in between the moment that he attacked the city and he actually captured it? Well, the Yotzalel means he just besieged. He besieged it absolutely. In other words, the siege. Here we're talking about when the siege occurred. The siege started in the third year of of Nebuchad of um, of Yehoiakim. But that which it says in the fourth year of Yehoiakim, which was the first year in Uchanetzah, is talking about uh, um, when he would actually succeed in taking over the throne. Which afterwards is the first, is as it were, Nebuchadnezzar's first, first year. Because they would often have different methods of calculation. The Malchah Yehuda had a different method of calculation um, in relation to Nisan and Tishri than everybody else. <laughs> we're told that if you look in the portion beginning of Rosh Hashanah the Malachim <laughs> a different cheshbonus you sometimes bring in a pharaoh or something Paranika well, what could I tell you something about him well he was the king of, of Egypt at the time and he was I the know, one, so what? And he was the one who captured who went to fight against Ashur 
initially went through the Eretz soil, and he and Yoshiyahu wouldn't let him go through, Yoshio, yeah, 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 through his country yeah. and defeat, and therefore Faranika won the battle and um, killed Yoshio in the battle, and as a result of which he appointed Yoyokim to be king, and Yoyokim was his ever for this period of time. Good. So one way or another, but I don't think it really, I mean, in which case, according to the Ibn Ezra, this is happening early, right away at the very beginning of the reign of, of Yoyokim, and therefore he has to, ex- and what, according to him then, what happened was, Nebuchadnezzar captured him, and then put him back on the throne, and then later on he rebelled, rebelled and, and the same story, we've still got 11 years, one way or another, but this is happening in year 3 instead of year 11. Doesn't so much affect us. Positive base for Yitzhen Hashem, Biyodai, Esio Yoki, Melech Yehuda, Umixus, Klei, Beso, Lekim, and some of the Kalim of the, of the house of Hashem, that's the Beso Migdash. Is it Kodesh or not? I'll have done it. What is the translation to it? I don't know. Yeah, but it means Hashem. You came off here, yeah. Ah, aye. Yeah, I don't know why it's. Uh, yeah, the master, our master, yeah. Clay, Beso, Lekim. By Yaviyam Eret Shinai, he brought the land of Shinai, that's Bovel, the land of Bovel. Beiselikov to his, the house of his God. Poshapshad is his Avedazar. That is, he made a whole temple, that, for example, the end of a war, Second World War, and there's other occasions, success, I think, after the Falklands, didn't we have a, didn't make a lecture, did something, a, a triumphant sort of thing, and when you give praise to, um, to God in your, <coughs> in your temple. And um, then you would also parade your booty in the same way that after the destruction of Shiloh, they took the Oren Hashem and put the Plishtim, that is, and took it into the Temple of Dogon, which we were told. So in the same way, you would parade, you parade this Mixus clay, Kaley. Yes, of course they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a, yeah. Of course. After each campaign, they built another ark. Yes, that's a slightly different thing. But here is, you'd actually go inside your inside your temple to give thanks to your gods for winning the battle and you'd parade your um, your, your, tr- your, your treasures and which yes but I say that, that was that's the same sort of idea but not in a church it's not in not in terms but I dare say he did something in their in their temple as well the Eshakelim Havi based Oitzelikov and the Kalim he brought into his into his, tre- his own treasury. You know, it was, it was paraded there in the temple, but then he chrap for Zichalain and took them into his. Now there is. Sorry. Yeah, I skipped into this Reb who wants to say that it was his. I agree with you. The Reb wants to say that he was referring to his own. His own. Treasury, but you're quite right that I should have said that here Elikov, me would, would the poshup shot would be fit in with the the oaths of his gods. But, but I, 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 the reason why I got confused is I'm trying to think of something. I'd like to point out something here. There's something grammatically wrong. Kodesh Baruch Hu handed over Yochim, and some of the kalim he brought. He brought them. Plural, but that's okay, that could refer to Kaylee. 
Ve'es ha-kelim. Why does it say again, the kelim? Yeah? It should say, Ve'yevi'em e'shino, beis elekov, ve'achakach, or something, beis oitza elekov. Yeah? Why does it say again, ve'es ha-kelim? As a result of which, Rashi is going to say, for this grammatical reason, Rashi is going to say, wasn't ve'yevi'em, is not only referring to the kelei beis elekim, but also hostages. That's taken for granted. So the Chiddush is he took some of the clay base of him, but also he would have taken other people, peoples as well, which we may be referring to in Posit Gimel. But also it would be, if you take the whole period of this three-month period, then also, as we know, it's, it's people like uh, Mordechai and the Chorosh uh, and the Malska. He brought all of them uh, to, to show them in the, uh, in the paraded in front of the gods, and the kalim he put into the into this treasury where they're going to be, sure. but the, he did not. Uh, but the but the people he would then be using sure. as service of slaves, as we're going to find in in later psukim. Let's but, see. But 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 we so that he only took part of it. He was such a good man, so he said, I only take part of the cave and even keep the other one. This is, this is a gross card. Uh, he, he was such a rude man. Well, there's two possibilities here. First of all, let, let, let's see. Let's see how the let's see Rashi, and let's see. Oh, let, let me tell, let's see Rashi in the Russian. I don't see the problem at all. The reason I show him the Yodu is the Yaki Melech Yehuda. Yeah, makes that one thing. That's the people. And also, clay base for the king. Yeah. And by VA, we brought the people and the... Where, where's this, where do you find people, so far? Well, Yayokim he killed. So Yayokim no, was not brought. Well, he, he killed him there? Or he didn't he bring him... He didn't bring him to Bavel. I mean, the Tukim doesn't suggest he, where he, was, he, was, he was killed in a place called... He was just dragged along from Livna, I think. But not... Uh, he didn't get anywhere near... Sorry? But obviously... Yayokim was killed. But a lot of people were oh. also taken as captives. Yeah, well, so then you've, you, you've done the insertion which I'm suggesting. Ah. The Yavi aim is you also refers not the yes people and the people. Yeah, that's what Rashi's going to say. Yeah. But I'm just pointing out it misses that word, and the reason why you would say that it's why you'd say that is because it then says the Kalim Havi. As opposed to Yehoyakim, well, Yehoyakim, I don't think was, was or the people. The Pashtas Yehoyakim because he was killed straight away. Unless you, you would say he schlepped him out uh, first yeah. to parade him and then he yeah, killed him. Yeah. It's not much more. Sorry. There's two accounts. One in the Yehoyakim says Yehoyakim was there in the Shabbos, and in the Yehoyakim says this guy. Who left? Who? Yeah, but who's the second one? The second one is the Vilayamin. It says that they, he, took, he took him in to Bavel, or took him on his way to Bavel. Yes, we said he was on his way. He killed him in Livna. He says he Not killed him in... He doesn't say he took him to Bavel. He doesn't actually say yes, he took him. He put it into chains to take him to Bavel. And in, in the first... The first time, yes. That's right, the first time. And the, the first version, the Rachid, said that anyway, he died. He, he was by Shkavim of the Yeah, but, 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 but then don't, there's no Pesukim which says he schlepped him all the way to Bavel. No. That, that's my that's my problem. Therefore, Rashi's not going to assume that. But um, let's see what he said. Here's a question. You realize my, my problem is that you know obviously this all, to a certain extent all of this is, is irrelevant to our story of, of Daniel. So so therefore we, to a certain extent we're going to have to as it is I'm, I'm sort of I'm, I think we're diverging off. 
but yeah, mixes between base of the kibbutz and mix also on mishal. But a certain amount was left behind. How do you know as a fact that that happened? Now remember, Rashi is saying this happened at the end of the eleventh year. Says Rashi mixes mishal commotion ama yimya. That is when this is when Yirmiya is trying to tell Kali Yisrael in that eleven-year period, don't revolt against Nebuchadnezzar. I told you in the first place, don't revolt, and look what's happened. And I'm telling you now, Tzidkiyahu, don't revolt again. And unfortunately, they didn't pay attention to him. And the reason being that they had the V.A. Sheker, who were saying that things were going to be great. And they were saying that all the Kalim, which Nebuchadnezzar has taken, Pashtas, these ones here, were all going to come back, because it's going to be a great success. And Yirmi was saying, Kayama Hashem Tzavakos, Al-Huamudim, these are the Yochim Ubayas as you went into the, uh, into the, um, into the, um, into the, um, Hechel. You've got these great big pillars outside them. Yeah. These were the sort of things that you... Whereas the Mechainas were the, um, something which hold these called lavers. You have these great big bowls, enormous bowls, and this was on a wheeled thing which was pushed around, made by Shlomo. Well, yes, Val Hayom. So I miss the word Hayom. That's the Yom Shlomo. This is this enormous. Um, I know it sounds very funny, calls that big a Yam, when all you're talking about is a great big basin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's ten hours across. 30 armors, I mean, that's, what, 20, 20 feet? Less than 20 feet. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not, you wouldn't normally call it a yam, but then, but then, for example, if you go to Switzerland, you discover a little lake is also called a Z, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, in Russian Arkadish, yam is taken even even further down. It's a problem of language. What? This is Yom Shoshima, yeah. He was still, he didn't take it now, but he took it, so Yom, you're saying, even these things which were left behind, yeah, okay, and what the other Kalim, for example, things you'd use like the Machtes, to take out the ashes, and the Yoim, and there's other things which you'd use for the the meats and whatever, and the Mizrakos, and they saw them, the Irhazos, which are left over, all of these are going to go to Bovel if you, ca- if you uh, carry on with your revolt. That answers Mr. Samson's... Uh, no, Mr. Samson's asking a different question. I think he's not asking, he's not asking what it was, he's asking why it was. Yeah, so yeah. the answer is it's probably difficult to move them, that's why. Mm. Well, I think they could have smashed it up. They <coughs> smashed it up. As far as I remember, they smashed it up. And and the and well, the were, were quite <coughs> movable. They were on wheels. They, they, they could be done, moved. No, I, I think the answer is that this, according to how Rush is learning it, Nebuchadnezzar would have taken the gold things. Mm-hmm. He wasn't particularly concerned, and he nor did he Copper. want to completely break the people at this moment in time. Uh, he wanted it to be a vassal kingdom, so let them keep their base amigdosh, which he did, so in which case they're going to need things like machtas. They've got this religious sort of things. Okay, they're not that valuable. I dare say he a large amount of the gold, the gold and silver, but uh, maybe the stones on the, on the cane goggle. But, but uh, why, should he, why should he bother himself with these things which are just copper? Copper. Uh, but when it came to after the, 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 fi- the final carbon <laughs> is destroying the base amigdosh, Al-Skanem. Now this, of course, is a... It means, according to the Ibn Ezra, who's learning that this happened in the year three, year three, as well as another one in year eleven. So it means he, um, 
he, he said even now he took away some things, but not as much as he took away in year 11, and then even more he took away at the end. Now this is one part. The the the, the, the Korn learns it slightly differently. He's learning the mixes because he says only mixes. It's referring to the Mishkan. The original things of the Mishkan were not taken. That's undoubtedly true. I mean, because they were all they were all hidden. They're either hidden by some of them. It seems. Then, I mean, without, without going too much into it, it seems as if the original Mishkan was hidden by Shlomo, because the Possek says that, oh, that Shlomo, when he when he built the base of Mikdash, was going to do with the Mishkan. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Mishkan of Moshe in Israel said, so they taken it to to Gilgal, and then he took it to to, uh, to Silai, and then he took it to Naiv, and then he took it and then he took it to um, Givain, and now it had now no longer a function. So he was going as it. And certain things he took into the, the certain of them he took into the actual the actual base of Midrash, like for example the Oran Hashem, but the Oran had been hidden by Yeshiyahu with the Tantenis Mon and these other things. So his only mixes Kalim, these were never were never taken. Okay, I mean that's, that's true. What use would they be to Well the Oran he might have been happy with. That would have been a, like the Palestinian were very happy about that. You're taking something which is the the artifacts. Well, it was, didn't Hitler make a whole museum? Was going to have the, the artifacts of the lot of the the of the uh, the what it was the, the end of the 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 end of the terminated race or something. Yeah, an artifact would be quite an artifact if you could discover the Oranjem. Yeah. Anyway, the Kalles of Edus Kachovim. In order to praise his God, Hevisham es Hashvia Kulam, the Af es Hoanoshim. So Rashi adds, the people as well were taken in, were paraded to him. The Es Akedim Hevi base Hoitzer, and Akedim he put into the base 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 Hoitzer. Now, now we get to an interesting point. Vayemer Hamelech, and don't forget, this could have been earlier. It happened at the same time. That is, it could be these are the people we're talking about who are going to be taken away, among others, or it could be happen later. He spoke to Ashpenaz, the man in charge of his Suisim. Personal name or is it title? Uh, one doesn't know. One doesn't know. Could be his name. Could be his title. You find that, don't you? Easily. Umin is clearly a not a Jewish word, as Yibbenezer says. Um, you find it in Megillus Esther. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's obviously a Persian word, which means the nobility. It's not clear whether it means Lahavi Mibnei soil and you've got a vov there. Umizera Hamlucha Umin or whether it means to bring from the Jewish people, namely from the Zera Hamalucha Umin Apartamin and the unnecessary Vov Umizera well that's Lashon Akkadish every now and then you stick a Vov in for no, for no real good reason so it could mean this is um, it was nevertheless only taking people of importance and after all we're not certainly according to Ibn Ezra this is an early stage he's not, he's not um, taking large numbers of people so he would want to take as hostages people of the royal family and the nobility uh, he wouldn't be. Why would he bother to take 
normal people. But if you say it's at the end of year 11, which is what Rashi is saying, then quite likely he might be bringing from the Bene soil because he's also taking uh, the, the, the chores of Moscow. Now, can I just deal with one issue here, Rav Sorisov, which is actually something which we can talk a lot about. In Chumash, if I asked you what does it mean, Rav Sorisov, you would, you would probably translate it, the man in charge of his eunuchs, the people who are castrated. I mean, that's how <coughs> certainly in Chazal we talk about somebody being a, a solis. Yeah, solis. We mean somebody who's, uh, who's been castrated. Translation. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. What? Well, 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 normally in the when you talk about solisim, certainly about rabbinical, solis means somebody who is castrated. On the other hand, if you go back into Chumash, when you're talking about somebody who's castrated, the action that you talk, you talk about somebody who's a, who's a, who's a Khrushchevka. Khrushchevka is somebody you're told can't marry in Jewish people. You don't call, call him a Soris, you call him a Khrushchevka. When it comes to, to the, the rabbinic literature, the Mishnayas, as you call them, yeah, then we're talking about Swiss Chama and Swiss Odom. Then we're using the word Khrushchevka. Khrushchevka only one kind of Soris. Sorry? Khrushchevka oh, yes, 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 yeah, 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 but the words used by, when the Prosik is telling us we can't have anyone marry into us, and it's yeah. the same definition, the Yom Suadako, Khrushchevka, the Kalashem. Yeah? I think the word solace is probably now extended to mean all officers of the king. Originally, yeah, yeah, well, so Soros was the one in charge of the harem, yeah. and he was the only one who was safe to use after to look after the harem because he was castrated. Well, certainly there's a practical good reason why you'd have a eunuch in charge of your harem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stop him mucking around with women. Of course, it was, but well, yeah. why did you have them as servants? Well, you're certainly going to have them as for the harem. The question is, if you, is the, are we actually talking about the man in charge of the eunuchs? And then why is he being used for this purpose? Oh. Or is it a general word referring to the oh, man sure. who is a service? Remember the word service. Samach and Asian are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So you, instead of Sar, Sar is of course is an officer, mm-hmm. a prince. Yeah. So is it? Are we talking about eunuchs here, or are we talking about officers. people who are officers? officers? Now, of course, in Chemish, you don't ever find the word Solis being used in relation to a eunuch uh, as, as a eunuch. We always find the word Soris as being somebody who's in a high position of state. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the, uh, the Eifer, the, the, the butler and the baker, who talked about his uh, angry with his, with his Sorisov. And that would, now, why would you make somebody, the, bat, the butler and the baker, a eunuch? I mean, it doesn't seem he's anywhere near the women. I mean, after you are, I mean, I don't know the, the situation was running. But um, you certainly would be, it would get so many people to be volunteers to be, for the job, would you? If it's going to involve as well being a, being a source. And of course we've got a, a further problem with Potipharah. Because Potipharah had a wife. Yeah, Potipharah is also called a, a source. Yeah, Potipharah Swiss Parai, Sahat Abochim. The Potipharah says, yeah, the Potipharah calls him that. Sahat um, he was a Lord, Lord, Lord High Executioner. Uh, that is his job as a chop people's heads off, that's why he had prisons. And um, so he was a man, but he had a wife. Now I know you might say that that was the reason why she was interested in, in, uh, in Yosef. 
but not necessarily because we took Chazal talk about Kima Lechem Ashehu Eichel. He was only interested in his wife, which suggests that it wasn't just a he married a woman because you have a, you should have a woman even if you're not capable. Nevertheless, it seems as if he was having marital relations with her. So it's a bit um, it left us a bit confusing. However, by the time we're getting into into Nach, sometimes the Sarisim seem to be officers. Sometimes it seems as if they were really um, Suisim. And you find that, of course, in that posuk, which talks about, which we, which we lay in, in, in our, on the Haftarah. Sorry? So quite clearly, when we're talking about the Swiss there in in Yeshaya, we're talking about a Swiss who can't, who's an Eitz he can't have children, and we're telling him that he is going to have something, if he's to be, keeps to the Torah, he'll have something which will last forever, in Adam Habon, which will be far better than having children. Right? I mean, that's... Now, who are we talking about? The Gemara says, in, in the name of Rav, it's Machlekes, and Rav says, is talking about Doniel. It's Doniel who's going to be turned into a Swiss. Now you can understand why Doniel, who wrote the Sefer, didn't want to emphasize what was going to happen, what was happened, or what was going to happen to him. But it was Doniel who's going to be a made into a Swiss, and he's the one which was. And the reason why this happened is, the, is a continuation of the pro- or fulfillment, I should say, of a prophecy which had been given by Yeshaya, the same Yeshaya, to Chizkiah. Chizkiah was the was a Tzadik Chizkiah and uh, the time of Sancheirev and after the battle with Sancheirev which the defeat of the, the, the killing of Sancheirev's army yeah um, Sancheirev um, at that time um, Chizkia received representations from the king of Bovel in other words what was like, the king of Bovel heard Evel Moreda whose name was um, Belodzon, I've got yeah, there's all these Belodzon, Ben Belodzon, I lose track of which one it was, one of the other, something like that. Uh, he heard about this great success of Hiskia. He wanted to revolt against Ashur, which was the dominant power at that time. He was a, a subsidiary sort of vassal king, in all probability, to Ashur. He heard about the success of the Jewish king, so he wanted to make a uh, treaty or uh, tru- uh, between them that they would defeat Asher. Who was the king of Asher at the time? The king of Asher would have been after immediately after Sancheirev, and that would have probably been that would have been is it probably Esarhaddon. I'm not sure we've really got to Esarhaddon. The next big one is Esarhaddon, and then as well as the late last of all is Ashurbanipal. So the, the um, Esarhaddon was, was very powerful. Anyway, the Mitzvah the Mitzvah, he was, um, they, he, so he sent messengers to Chizkio, and Chizkio, in order to impress, you know, like, for example, this Giza, she comes to, uh, not she, the, um, this Giza from, or she, she as well, when, when he came, and just now, this Mohammed okay. Giza, yeah, so you show the Queen, you know, show him back in the palace, you know, <laughs> so he decided to give him a, t- a guided tour of the base Amigdosh. 
which was not a good and Yeshua got very annoyed about it and told him your descendants will be Swissim in the in the palace of the king of Bovel as a punishment now it adds the word Swissim now it couldn't have mean therefore important officers because then it's not such a clawler it must mean your descendants will be eunuchs so therefore it fits in that Doniel himself became a Soros and he, this was due to the, the original Klola of, of, of Yeshaya. And that may make sense why something um, yeah, yeah, right. so, so um, in which case I'm still not sure about Rav Sorisov whether he was a man in charge of his officers, and Sorisov here means with a summer as if they had a Shian, or whether it means the man in charge of his eunuchs. But the reason why it might indeed mean his eunuchs, and related then to Doniel, because Doniel's going to be schlepped, is, is this question, why would he be, assuming you, you don't have all the officers of state as Sorisov, which I think is such a, so unlikely. I mean, certainly your generals aren't going to be Sarisim, are they? I mean, yeah, and why would you, why would all your officers be, <coughs> be Sarisim? Why is he sending... I don't think the word Sarisim means that at all. You think Sarisim means officers? Plain officers. Okay. But uh, the Ibn Ezra doesn't learn that. The Ibn Ezra learns the And he says, what was being sought here is people who were going to be Sarisim. They were going to be, many of them were going to be dealing with, with women, and therefore they were going to be castrated, but also they were going to be used by Nebuchadnezzar for homosexual purposes. So Doniel never, not only was, had a, became a, a eunuch, but also was going to be um, used for that purpose. Or alternatively. Was there really a child here? Yes, as you will see in the next passage. Was there a child? Yeah, Yolodim, the next passage says, he brought boys, Asheim Bohem Kol Mum, that they would have no defect in them. And kol mum, it means any, like kol novella, you know, in any type of there. They would have, and it's even put in mole, and no yeah. defect at all. They'd be the perfectly beautiful boys. Now, okay, why do you have beautiful boys? I mean, what, what, why, why beautiful boys, if not for homosexual purposes? Not necessarily. You might want some. You might have them in, in, sort of around you. You want to have attractive people, but it's, it's beginning to look a bit weird, isn't it? The Teve Mare, you know, looking good, apart from not having any blemish. Umaschinim b'chachma, and they would be maschinim. I said the word maschinim b'chachma. Yoyde das umavine mado. So these are three words which we use. In Ashmanes, we don't. If you're if you're Svadim, you say Chochmo Bino Vedos. Yeah. If you're Ashkenazim, you say um, Bino Deo Bino Vehaskel. One way or another, it's all it's these three. It's these three. What so what are sorry? What does any of them mean? What does any of them mean? And I'm afraid all of them, all of these, I, I did, all even you can find 
many of the portion will say slightly differently. Uh, it depends how you translate it. The, the way the Matsudas is understanding it, which is based also on the, is based on the, on the Ibn Ezra, that Chokhmah is speaking about knowledge. So we talk about someone as a Chokhmah, that is you understand all knowledge. You know, you're, you're, you're a Boki, a Boki. Now you, you might have thought Yode Das is therefore somebody who's understanding. I mean, sometimes you can have a lot of, of knowledge and you just sort of parrot it out without comprehension. Yeah, but he doesn't say that. Doubles, he so. takes, he assumes, yes. And we often Chazal to understand that. Or, or Mavine, da, Mavine Mado. But he, he doesn't know that. He understands all, all, that's all within Chochmah. There's not much point of being a Chochmah if you don't understand what you're doing. The, the, the meaning of your, of your wisdom, of the, of the information that you've got. So he learns Mavine Mado is somebody who is able to under, pick up quickly what somebody else is saying. Before they leave, there's somebody that is even, you know, it's quick. You can pick it up quick, sharp on the, on the pickup. And Mavine Mado is somebody who can inform other people. That is, uh, as the, uh, the Ibn Ezra says, there's some people who try hard to give a drosha and they just can't. <laughs> they're totally incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. And um, there are other people who, who can organize what they're saying that uh, it works fine. So Mavine Mado means they can give it over to other people and explain clearly what they mean. So according to him, According to this, it would mean maskin bechol They actually had the sechol in the chokma. They, they they have the wisdom, the knowledge, and they understand the knowledge that they've got. And, yeah, yeah. And in addition, there are people who can pick up information quickly, and also they can communicate it easily to other people. And there are, however, obviously many many other ways of translating das and and uh, and, and mado. That's one sure. And they have to stand. That is, it seems as if they were... Well, not so much, I don't think they were bodyguards. They're sort of standing around. And Rashi is going to say something about them. That they are able to stand for very long periods of time without needing to, to go out to be excused or to, or to uh, laugh or whatever. I mean, goodness, no, why these yeah, people, which doesn't say, sound sensible, they all have to be also... Uh, 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 give me a moment. Well, a lambda safer or lotion costume, and they've got to be able to be taught how to read and write. Uh, that is lambda safer. Uh, the lotion costume and the, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. and the language. So uh, the, these boys from, from Yehuda would be would, would know Loshan Akedosh, they'd probably know Aramaic, but they wouldn't know Loshan Kastim, that's the actual that Babylonian language. And they also wouldn't know how to write it. Now they, they might be able to write Loshan Akedosh, but they wouldn't be able to write. Now it does seem a little bit too much, doesn't it? It seems too much. I mean, these kids are going to have to look physically beautiful, Teve Mara, without any anything, they've got to be sta- able to stand for long periods of attention. And in addition, they've got to be able to read and write and to understand the language. And they've got to be careful in Chochmah. So the, the logic suggests that really these are separate skills. 
He doesn't want all of them to do all of that. Some of them will be, we understand now, for homosexual purposes, but some of them will be used, who show themselves to be brighter and more intelligent, will be used for, for the wisdom things. And some of them will just be used as waiters hanging or standing around, la'amoid, hanging around as waiters and being called over every now and then to do things. I mean, that would be the most, the most obvious shot. So let's see what Rashi says. What's the Rashi says in here? Apartment is Rashi Duxim. They are the dukes. So Rashi translates one, <laughs> one foreign word with another foreign word. Duxim is not a Russian Akkadish. Now, share care for him. Pusha Rizal. Shahoyu Ainsimat Small Minas Haik. They could stop themselves laughing. That was however whatever joke is happening, the waiters are supposed to keep a straight face. Somebody falls over and drops all the, all the, all the uh, food, food on the floor. No, no response. And they don't say anything. They just stand there. Not to fall asleep. You know, on, on duty for these hours. Because they be scared. Well, I, I dare say anyone who uh, failed would be for the high dive. That might keep you... Uh, with, I mean, how many of us would fall asleep in a shear or, 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 our, or our mind would wander in Shemayin Esrei if we knew that uh, oh, ask, we'd yeah. get an electric shock? <laughs> yeah. So anyone who, who, dis- who uh, shows themselves non-compliant with the rules, yeah. so that would help them at least. But still, I need him out tomorrow, the nikveim, if they need to go to the toilet, they never because somebody's got a sudden need for diarrhea. Goodness knows what's going to happen to it. Well, the lamdom sefer, most of he refers to the those who have the ability to learn sefer. The uh, sefer. So these are the people in pashtus. To my mind, these are going to be different skills, and people will then be selected. Of course, initially, when you take them, you don't know. But well, yeah. who's going to be? But you're taking a certain amount of them. He's going to select. <coughs> certainly, he's looking for the very pretty boys, for one purpose, to have them standing around and being for carnal purposes, and also he's hoping that some some of them will be intelligent. And he organizes for them, like the the, the in, in Yoyna, yeah, Here, the king organized. That is not he personally did it, but he ordered it somebody to do it. For each day, now, in Pasbag means is simply a word for food. Like in Lashon Hakodesh, when you talk about a meal, you talk about lechem, David el halachem, yeah, and that must have been a suda, and kim halechem would mean all of it. So, pas means the bread. Of the pasbag is there's a word for the food of the king. In other words, they're, get, they're going to be treated well. They're going to be given good food and nice wine, his own wine. And yeah. they're getting to yoim biyoma. Well, obviously, you're not going to starve them every one or two days. I mean, so again, the suggestion is that they'll be given appropriate food for the time of the year. You know, they're not being treated as slaves or hostages. They're, they're treated well. They're given the king's food, king's wine. And as appropriate, so if it's a cold day, you give them a hot, a hot soup. <laughs> if it's a cold day, if it's a hot day, you give them a cold soup. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what, they, not my, that's what they say, unfortunately. Yeah. And they, for three years, they would be 
brought up and trained. Umixosom at the end of the process. And from some of them, it could be at the end of the three years, but it could mean some of them, because I've said many would fail. Yamdul if Nehemiah would stand in front of the king for one purpose or another, whichever purpose that they would be appointed for, as I understand it. Yeah. So let's see, let's see Rashi. Vayaman, Loshan, Hasmona. Yeah. He organized for them. Be pass bug. Who shay my cholamelef? This Beloshan custom. This is the king's food. Is called pass bug. V'yish poshim pass bug lechem. And this is how the Sajagorn understands it. Pass is bread, and bug he understands is also bread because he takes the gimel of of as being the equivalent of the reish. and gimel in Loshan Kodesh you sometimes interchange under the under the ash and at bash. So he just means that it's bread. We're going to find later on a man called, or a title called Hamlotza, took away their paspag and gave them instead. And normally you you take away um, you take away the paspag if it was cooked food and give them these vegetables rather than bread. He seems to I seem to assume that the bread is going to be okay anyway. They would be eating the bread, which will will wipe out. Yeah. So, in other words, he's organized for them that they are able to do their studies, because he wants them to learn the language and to, if only, he wants to call them over, even as a waiter, they've got to know the language, and some of them he wants to take in as his, as officials of state. So, therefore, they're going to be, uh, having to learn how to, which is said, uh, learn them safer. So, he's giving them three years to do it. And in three years, where they're given good food and provisions, and they've got nothing else to do all day, yeah? And they've got an incentive, because perhaps if they fail, they'll be given, just simply handed over to do labor, um, and um, see what happens. And here it suggests that three years is good enough. In, the, in relation to Levian, as Chazal suggests, it's five years. Because there they, 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 they talks about five years of steel between one possible and another possible another five years. So we say they these five years. So it's a question. It could be here he only wants some of them. There you want to get as many Levium as possible. If, if some is some somebody is such an idiot that after five years he can't do, we'll never get anywhere with him. Whereas Nuchanetta will be satisfied after three years that he's got a reasonable number. Or it could be that he's made life very easy for them. They've got nothing else to do, they've got food, etc. Whereas the, um, in the case of the Levian, they, I mean, they, they may not be supported by the, by the state in the same way, you know, university fees, yeah, had to pay, yeah weren't, weren't so brilliant. So it may be that they were, yeah, so, so, that's, so that's the introduction, and then we, we, we're now in the next pause, we're going to be told about Doniel and his three sons. So just to make Mr. Mr. Sa- Mr. Kaufman happy, if you look in verse Doniel. He's not called Don He's not called Doniel. What we what do we normally call him? Doniel. 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 It's not the Aleph is 
I'll probably stick to Donnie all the way through. <laughs> right.